Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. now for The Drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull, a happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. I hope that you are not shopping right now. If we just informed you That's that right. it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, breaking. They got it's out Valentine's of your, your soul. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. That's very funny. I saw a life insurance guy earlier on Twitter. Somebody had retweeted his tweet. It was basically like, hey, fellas, just want to remind you, it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> life insurance guy, yes. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't blow it uh, today. A lot to get into here, Dave, uh, including a, a game last night uh, with Louisville and Boston College. Uh, Jeff Walls uh, showing up at a press conference uh, today. Uh, basically vindicated. I don't know how else to say it than that. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit. I'm still going to have to come off that 20000 but we'll talk about all of that. I bet that's coming from somewhere else. We'll see. He's, yeah, he's going to sell all the firewood, obviously. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I have to say, in, in terms of moments on this show, and we've had a few, him furiously chopping firewood while talking to us yesterday was one of my favorites. That's pretty great. And also, like, uh, do you think he's just been doing that ever since the game? <laughs> Yeah. Ever since they touched that in Louisville, he's just yeah. been like, like, I yeah. think we have enough firewood, just uh, just a couple more cords. Yeah, I bet you somewhere like over Tennessee, he was like, when we get back. Using that new axe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not Tennessee, not coming from Syracuse. I was thinking they were North Carolina. I thought you knew something. In the that. air. <laughs> somewhere over Pennsylvania. I was, thinking, well, I was thinking Carolinas. Don't worry about it. Because of the ACC. Because of the ACC. Yeah. All ACC games. I'm off to a Carolina. killer start. <laughs> I need a timeout here in the first segment. We got a lot to get into. Uh, last night, Louisville loses uh, to Boston College uh, in a different way. There haven't been a lot of these. A new and exciting way to lose. Well, you're half right. It was new, <laughs> not exciting. Not for us, at least. No, not at all. Uh, I, look, I know that Boston College has fallen on kind of prolonged basketball hard times, yeah. and they're not great this year. And Louisville's not a great opponent. Have they been bad since Jared Dudley left? It much? seems like it. Yeah. yeah, I think they had that one year where they made they won a couple games in the ACC who was, tournament. Who was the guard that was? I know it was a good. They one. had three good guards, but one yeah. that was unreal, and for some reason I can't remember his Same. name. Yeah, and that's fine. That's how probably God intended it. They're not really needing to be remembered. 
But I, more than the first thing that really struck me watching that game last night, we talk about bad attendance here. The worst crowd here would have filled that place up. Oh, yeah. There was nobody at that game. I couldn't believe it. Tickets I mean, were going for like two bucks, I saw. It needed to be one, apparently. Like, I was I was stunned. There was nobody. And it wasn't just like the tops not filled in, you know, or the end zone, so to speak, areas weren't filled in because those aren't great for basketball all the time. That's, no, it, nobody. Anywhere. I couldn't believe it. What's happened? That's and that's just Boston College sports now. It's like that when Louisville's good, by the way. Yeah, it's it's it doesn't matter. The opponent really doesn't matter. They just don't up at Chestnut Hill. They don't care, and it's football too. I mean, we've had our worst home crowds with with Boston College, or worst visiting crowds with Boston College. They're on the list of the worst home environments in the ACC for them. You know, and, and it wasn't always that way. No, though. it wasn't. They used to be somewhat of a proud institution when it comes to sports. Now, I don't know if it's true if they or anymore, but up until extremely recently, shared a facility with the students, the basketball mm. programs uh, did, That's which is not great. That's insane. Not the sort of like when Florida State is griping about the ACC. That's the sort of thing they're talking about. <laughs> it's like, we can all look at them and be like, don't. Please yeah. don't group us. Don't hold them against That's us. That's kind of stuff Vandy did. You know, like Vandy didn't – I don't know if it's changed now, but for the longest time they didn't have like an athletic director, <laughs> like a traditional athletic director. It was kind of in the same department as intercollegiate sp- – or uh, inter, uh, intramural sports. Yeah, like it was <laughs> – like that's – you can't do that. I'm sure they've changed at this point. They're in the SEC. I mean, they've always been in the SEC, but as money has changed in sports, like it, I can't imagine they don't have a formal athletic director anymore. They have to. Yeah, it's but not yeah, like a professor slash athletic director. Right, it's like, all dog and like pony, Like all my though. football coaches were teachers. We're like, okay, come on. Yeah, it's all dog and pony, though. Like, that's the same type of attitude towards yeah. it. Uh, but Louisville goes uh, to Boston College last night uh, and loses. Look, they, they were underdogs. They went up there shorthanded. But I, I, would, I would argue still. I'm sorry. They have a vice chancellor for athletics. I just wanted you to know that before oh boy, we move that's... on. It's an athletic director, but I don't know when they did that, but it's hilarious that their athletic director is called the vice chancellor for athletics. That's um, Vandy going to Vandy. That's not, yeah, that sounds like a, like a medieval office. <laughs> please, you know, please continue. But that was, no, that's fine. I had to let you know vice before we chancellor. moved on. That's like uh, Missouri having a, bo- a board of curators. Exactly. It's the same. Uh, Virginia's got the grounds. You know, it's the same. Just like love well, the smell uh, of my own farts. Crap, but you yeah, get it. Some a of these place whose mascot is the Commodore. Yeah, <laughs> has has an athletic director that. Of course, if, I'm surprised they didn't chancellor. have a vice Commodore of uh, <laughs> Chief Commodore. Clinton. That's right, <laughs> Commodore of Commodores, <laughs> Commodore 64. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> Louisville goes to Boston College last night uh, in what had been, I thought, one of the. Um, the sunniest about 10 days of Louisville basketball as we've seen since Kenny's been here. Yeah. They, uh, you'd won two out of three. They were starting to do consistently some, some fun stuff on the offensive end uh, and, and still did some of that. Uh, but Boston College was once again, Dave, uh, one point short of another team getting 90 or more points against this Louisville team. And it, w- Kenny's only getting two years. And when, when the 
final story of all of this gets written, having two years where you never showed the ability to field a good defense, and I, and I don't mean an elite defense, because I don't think any of us, uh, well, we had hoped, but I don't think any of us, like the demand is they should be elite, but they can't be atrocious. And I, I thought even though Louisville was shorthanded, they were more talented than Boston College was last night. Uh, I agree with that. I agree with that statement. I mean, and could not stop them. This isn't a, a good Boston College team. It's just not. They were 13-10. and 10, They were 4-8 and eight, uh, in the ACC coming into this game. Uh, They're bottom four in the ACC along with us, Notre Dame, and Georgia Tech. Recognize some of those names on that list. <laughs> it's peer programs right now, unfortunately. Um, this was a game that they should have been able to have. Especially if you're if you're trying to make the argument that he he belongs in this job, like this is a this is a game you have to win, and they look decent for a half, and then absolutely let the rope go in the second half, and it was the same problems, and this will ultimately be the when you're writing the, the epitaph, right? yeah, the epitaph exactly. If you're writing the epitaph at the, at the end of his uh, his tenure here. This is what we're going to talk about: just the complete and total lack of development on that end of the court, amongst. A thousand other things, but that's the one where it's like if you're trying to argue with me that there's progress or he's he's you know he just needs more time. That's what I keep going back to. It's like man, those are the same mistakes we were making last year in November. You know, like how is their best three point shooter getting this many open looks? Uh, it seems like every time we need to stop, we can't get it. You know, the the defensive principles. Like I keep I think about that Miami game and I think about. Um, God, who did we just um, beat on Saturday? Georgia Tech. Um, when I think about those wins and how the defense looked a little better in those games, or at least uh, then I start really thinking about it. And I'm like, I don't think it's because of principles. They were just really playing frenetically, which is nice, you know. And, and they were they were had active hands and they forced some turnovers. And the other team helped us some in both of those games. But at the end of the day, like I don't know if it was development and and anything to do with like them getting a system you know like oh it's finally finally coming home to roost you know like that's not really what was happening in those games uh like they get credit for the wins and I'm, and I'm happy they got them but it didn't show development you know it doesn't show development today like we were looking back on, on yesterday's game and say man they just went right back to the problems we've had all year and yeah. all tenure yeah boston college shot 60 percent in the second half Outscored Louisville by twenty uh, in the second half, and fifty to thirty. You give up fifty and a half to a not good Boston College team at all. Yeah, uh, and uh, yes, they were shorthanded, but I do think uh, they were more talented than Boston College. I agree, and I th I think here's where I, I don't really for a long time I've I've felt bad or I felt hesitant to be like I think I've been not negative enough out of a fear of being too negative at mm -hmm. times. Uh, and but I'm not going to make that error today. Uh, at the reason Kenny's going to get fired at some point is because at some point you have to overachieve to prove yourself as a good coach through good times and bad because they will happen. We know this. I mean, Rick went to the NIT here once. Like like, like these things happen. We know this. They lost first Twice, round of games. Actually, well, you know what I mean. Like yeah, like this is like after he was sort of here. Right. Right. You know, right. Right. Uh, the, at some point, it can't be, well, this was wrong and they didn't win. Like, at some point, this was a game they had to win because then we could have given him credit for 
overachieving, even though almost any other time in the history of this program, there wouldn't have been an overachievement. But we could have given him some credit for, look, you're underdogs on the road, uh, I guess, with that arena, right? Uh, I mean, is that really what we're like a like about? an open practice, but yeah. whatever. Uh, you're on the road. And you're, center. Yeah, know. you're against an, uh, a a barely 500 team, and you're somewhat shorthanded. Win, and I think where I, it's still you can recognize that they're shorthanded, and you can you can take that into account. But ask yourself if what you watched last night looked like a team that game planned for their shorthandedness. That's that's where I think you can you can hold this on him and say it didn't look like they played in such a way that they had accounted for their their lack of like the strategy didn't seem to really match. We don't really have have a lot of other options here. And here's the thing: like, what are the two things all year that we've? I mean, we haven't been good defensively in any quadrant or any facet really. But three point shooting, which devastated us last night, eleven for twenty three again, again, and then transition points, which last night. Really wasn't a problem. Wasn't a big deal. But they were 17 of 21 on layups. That's kind of crazy. And once again, they averaged 1.29 points per possession. Alabama leads the country in points per possession. What do you think they do? <laughs> what do you think their numbers are? 1.2. Like, once again, the the leader in the nation in points per possession, offensive efficiency is whoever's playing Louisville. Yeah. Like, if we, if we isolated that, they would be the leader in the clubhouse by a mile. And that's, that's such a problem. Such a problem. Like you can't – we can't it's, – it's not just that, that they look like this. It's, it's – this isn't a, a great team we're playing. It's not even yeah. a good team. It's not even an average team. It's a, it's a bottom four team in the ACC, which we are too. And this is why. You know, and we've got another one of those coming up. It's Notre Dame on Saturday, right? And I think Duke's the next game after that, if I get that. I have the women's schedules on my mind. But, you know, Virginia Tech, we got a big one on Sunday. But um, Notre Dame's another one of those peer teams, unfortunately, you know, that they ought to beat. But if you play the way they played the second half last night, there's not a team in this league we can beat. Yeah, they've got Pitt coming up on Saturday. Pitt. I'm sorry, it was Pitt, and they're actually a decent team this year. Just beat Virginia, and they yeah. probably have played their way onto the bubble. They're 60th, I think, in the net. Yeah, we can talk about uh, – Notre of... Dame's next Saturday, isn't it? I think I think I got those confused. It's Notre Dame next, yeah. then Duke. So you uh, you got well, there's a – this is – every ACC team has this where there's one week off. Mm-hmm. So they, they play Pitt on Saturday, they play Notre Dame on Wednesday, then Duke the next Wednesday. Got you. Okay, so Notre Dame's Wednesday, Pitt Saturday. Now we're good to go. No, it's Pitt, Notre Dame, Duke. That, that's what Pitt, I'm saying. Notre Dame, Duke. I thought you said Notre Dame, Pitt, Duke. No, I said Notre Dame next Wednesday, Pitt this yep, Saturday. That's right. Okay, I said it go. in a way that was extremely confusing. Set it out of order. But this right. whole thing is confusing. I'm making Here we it go. more confusing than it needs to be. We're playing Pitt on Saturday, and Pitt is actually a halfway decent team this year. Which we saw firsthand. We did. The texture says, look, Louisville basketball loses three straight games to BC. Marinate on that. Yeah. that's. I don't want to. Right. I already have. Right. It was bad. And I, I, I sat kind it of, last night. Yeah, I mean, I kind of remarked uh, as soon as the game ended. I was like, just judging by kind of the the overall tone of people as they were social media about you know during the game, it really did feel like people are like, well, all right, that ten days where we're like, nah, maybe there'll be a year or three if these things happen. And you're like, okay, that's enough of that. But we already like I, I'm here's not the you thing. And me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, we can probably silence that. Yeah. Like, it's our job to be fair. 
Yeah. And we were fair in entertaining that and being like, look, I don't want to be. We understood it. I'm always going to be the guy. I don't want to be seen even if you know how I feel about something. And I think I, my, my opinion on this is backed up by almost two full seasons of just the worst basketball we've seen. I'm still going to be fair to other points of view as far as I can take it. You know, and, and I think that there there is some surface, you know, level improvement. And when that starts happening, you at least you got to hear it out, you know, and, and while also being like, look, we have to give it context. And the context is we're playing bad teams. That's the context. The rest of the dregs of the ACC. And not Florida State was a top 100 net win. Absolutely. Miami was a good win earlier this year. They're not great. Pretty good win. I can't, like, most people aren't going to be moved, and for good reason, with us competing or beating Georgia Tech this year. You know, uh, Notre Dame, Boston College is in that room, but they will be moved by getting whooped in the second half by Boston College. And that's what, what Kenny's up against right now. And that's why that most of us understand that the hay's in the barn on this. And there's not a whole lot he can do with the rest of the slate, save what we said the other day, which is, what? Win the ACC tournament. Right. That's literally all he can do at this point to save his job. And I don't think that can happen. I know it can't happen. And if well, it happens, I will – I don't know what I'll do, but it'll be something untoward that nobody wants to see. Yeah, the, this was getting outplayed uh, by, by Boston College again uh, down the stretch. I mean, how many guys for Boston College start for Louisville? That's a good question. One? Yeah. Maybe. Two. Maybe. Like, Louisville's more talented than they were. But we definitely have guys – they have guys that would play for, well, sure, for well, sure. Right. For sure. Especially right now, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but, like, this was – I mean, look, McLaughlin was pretty good for most of the game last night. He kind of fell off a, a cliff at the uh, the end. But I don't know. With how our interior defense looked and all of our defense looked last night, I'd – Post McLaughlin, but even in the places where you, I think you feel like they were th- their best players were like Brandon Hunley Hatfield is, is better than that guy. Yeah, for sure. And you certainly would would rather have him uh, than that guy. Uh, but again, I'll just go back to like for me the thought that is the summary takeaway for me was like at some point Kenny needed to overachieve. Like we bend over backwards to, to take all of these other things into account. And at some point they, they ha- like he, and they won anyway, and we never get to do that. Yeah. Like as soon as there's one thing that isn't perfect, they lose the game. And in this case, get outscored by 20 in the second half, get kind of punked a little bit uh, at times. I thought, Boston College was a little chippy because they weren't the least bit afraid of Louisville. That's been, man, that's been the issue for for going on a couple of years now. There is no aura or fear when it comes to Louisville basketball. We're just lunch, you know, and it, it sucks to see bottom feeder teams that we were used to beating by 30, you know, just naming our score against beating us and beating us soundly. That was hard to watch the second half last night. I've got it in the DVR. I think I'm just going to erase it. I don't think I need to go back and watch it again. <laughs> you know, and the sad part is there's there are good things happening here. There really are. Uh, and and like more of them, but there aren't enough of them. Yeah. Like like I can we'll spend the next couple of minutes here. Tyler Johnson 
They're going to make a coaching change. I hope he's a a major priority uh, in, in be being able one. to keep him. Uh, n- none of them or all of them collectively is worth not making a coaching change. But if they do, which I'm pretty sure that they will, uh, I'll, I would like a lot of these guys back. Yeah. Because I would like to see what you could do with them set up and, and deployed better. So unlike last year's roster, you look around and you say – Flush them. Yeah, well, you look around this so roster and you go, man, I can see, like I've said it, I don't know how many times this year, I can see Tyler being like the starting point guard for Kansas next year. And it goes like 16 and 8, and they win a national title. Like he's that type of player. I could see him going somewhere else and making us just very sad <laughs> for the next couple of years, however long he stays in college. Yeah. Brandon Henley Hatfield could get, I think he's probably a tweener in the pros right now. You know, just. When I say tweener, he might have a decision to make. Yeah, not when I say tweener, not necessarily position wise. Just he's borderline pro. He's not a tweener. He's a borderline pro where he's a second round draft pick. It's a question for him whether he wants to or a, a undrafted free agent. So he, what, does he want to start his clock in the NBA and just get it going? And like I can go to the G League, you know, if if necessary, and I can make my way to the NBA that way. Or does he want to come back to college? And does he want to come back to college here? You know, like there's there's a lot of different questions for him. But like Caleb Glenn, Curtis Williams, these are guys that we could see go any number of Power Five places, uh, locations, destinations, and really kill it somewhere else next year. And I think that's what we all fear is that we're going to see this roster, which the construction was a little off, but the talent is there. It was. There's no denying the roster was incredibly upgraded. It was. I think it was significantly upgraded. And the attitude was improved. Uh, and But at the same time, on the thing that you can give Kenny credit for, he largely was right about what he wanted to do with the roster in terms of what he was, thought he was adding. They're more skilled. They're more talented. They're more athletic. They now, I think, really have better attitudes because they didn't have great attitudes at the beginning of the year. Uh, the whole Karan Davis thing, I think, has was an issue for a while. But they don't play better. These are better players. But as a team, to try to win games, they don't play a lot better. They don't play together. The team element. Better. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, and that's why even as the offense gets better, which you can totally do one-on-one, which yeah. they do a lot of, um, the defense doesn't. It's also pushed a lot by Tyler Johnson has great court vision, you know, and and he he sets he is his very fun to watch. He sets his teammates up for success, you know, and that's great. And he's an upgrade over anything we had that position last year by a long shot. So Sky Clark, quite frankly, even though he's a little bit of a different player, he has his nights where he has five or six assists, and he does anything. He does the position better than L. Ellis or anybody else who tried to run that position last year did too, um, when he's healthy, but. The issue was always you're making it unnecessarily hard on yourself where the entire country is getting older and recognizing the intrinsic value of veteran players and the fact, and not just that, not just the intangible value, but the value on the court where any time you look at, at, at the numbers, I saw another one the other day where it's like here's the top 50 transfers and what they average. And that's not everything. You know, uh, stats aren't everything. But they're a pretty good baseline measurement when 
who what are the top 50 transfers averaging you know points rebounds and assists in their new spot what are the top 50 freshmen averaging and it gives you a really good chance or a really good view of what their immediate impact is and if you need immediate impact freshmen don't hold a candle to to veteran playmakers that you can bring in and everybody on in the fan base that was paying attention was pounding the table and saying why aren't we getting veteran players in the transfer portal because even the the good quality players he brought in were young Right, Sky Clark played less than ten games at Illinois. Trey White's a sophomore. You Dilo know, redshirted. What's that? No, uh, Dilo redshirted. I don't even right really count him. But yeah, that, that's like that, no disrespect. But that's that's, that's Dilo, a little disrespect. little disrespect. Sorry, because he was he was he's in the other category for me with the uh, the giant question mark why? Yeah, which is is Danilo and and Karan Davis. Those were the why because there were so many other guys in the transfer portal that we could have brought in for immediate impact. And I know this is the thousandth time we've said it, but it underscores the things that he did that just show that he doesn't really understand how to construct a roster in modern college basketball. You, nobody goes freshman heavy like that anymore. Nobody. And if they do, they go through incredible growing pains. And when you've had the year you had last year at 4-28, and there's no reason for you to put up more challenges. Yeah. And like you just don't understand. You didn't understand the fact that you needed to improve right now. You didn't understand the urgency. And the fact that in modern college basketball, not only does it behoove you to hit the transfer portal, you don't really have a choice if you want to compete with these other teams because these other teams that had a better starting point than you are all getting better in the transfer portal too. When you're starting way down here, you better use every single tool there is at your disposal. And while what he did with the freshman class was great, and what he did with the Sky Clark and Trey White, those were great finds in the transfer portal, there were wasted scholarships over here. Wasted scholarships. Yep. And even if you just took those two scholarships and the one they didn't use, <laughs> you know, those three scholarships they had available and gotten three veterans, just found a guy from Bradley – or Lamar that averaged you know twelve and eight last year as a six eight two hundred and forty pound power forward. Throw him in there, you know. Find a, a shooting specialist, you know, from Grand Canyon or from you know Hofstra or somebody that's that averaged twelve points a game, but he shot forty four percent from the three point line. He's a phenomenal spot up shooter. A defensive specialist. These guys that have been in, in, in the game for three or four years and would just love a chance to play power five basketball. I did want to uh, quickly uh, make note of uh, the fact that it looks like we've got um, – I hate that this is not even the first time we've talked about this sort of thing on this show, um, but a shooting at the uh, Kansas City Chiefs parade. Jeez. There's some video of folks uh, running uh, and scurrying. Uh, some reports, you know, multiple people hurt uh, at this point. It's um, It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Nobody else lives like this, uh, but yeah. we do. Uh, and I hope uh, you know. Look, we know a lot of people in Kansas City. I hope. Hope everybody's okay. I hope they're okay. I do. We'll be keeping an eye out on this. It's very difficult to uh, to keep up with this sort of thing, and it's difficult to see it happen. Yeah. Like this should be an unmitigated uh, celebratory day, and now it's not. And it's the latest of these. We we've. You, uh, we're the only people in the history of the world who who forget mass death. We're the only ones. We're the only ones who ever get to see that sort of thing. Uh, And there's so many that we forget the ones that happen. These sorts of things are supposed to be traumatic, and they're not even out of the ordinary anymore. Uh, It is uh, terrible. I hope uh, thoughts and prayers for everybody there. Just I think we're all tired of this. 
it would be wonderful if we could just actually do uh, something about it. All right, let's take a, uh, a quick break here. Amen. Come back. We'll open up the phones, talk with you guys about last night and a, a hundred other things that are happening, including somebody else making a move uh, before Louisville, which I don't know that any of us would have believed. So we'll talk <laughs> about that as well here on The Drive on I-10 The Ville. Be right back. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here on a Wednesday. The phone lines are open, 8150-939 is the number if you want to give us a call here, 3831 939 for the UPS jobs text line. If you'd like to hit us up uh, that way, you're welcome uh, to do so as well. Would love uh, to hear from folks uh, about last night's game. Again, Dave, just because it came on the heels of what I felt like was the the most pleasant fortnight or so of being a fan uh, of Louisville. So like being able to say fortnight in an actual sentence, not the game, you know. No, if my, if my son heard that, he'd freak out. Fortnite? What? Fortnite. What do you know about Fortnite? Also, Tanner's trying to make this show real sexy, real quick with that, uh, I was, that bumper music. As if we need I was, any I was help. waiting for you. Oh, we got biscuits, so and right. I just added wow. on to it. I know, right? <laughs> Chop liver over here. Jeez. I'm the chaperone, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> hey, keep some room for the Lord between you two, right? I guess so, right? Jeez. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> about the really did enjoy about two weeks where the basketball was pleasant. Uh, and he even they didn't go undefeated, but it was good, and I think people's more than anything I, the willingness to be optimistic has not wavered. It just hasn't been fed, right? But in the minute people have gotten crumbs, they devour them. I mean, Louis's been doing the the consistent FOIA requests on the tickets. They were the highest they'd been for the George Tech game because, like, if you stop thumbing your nose at fans uh, with the way the team plays. 
they will largely or at least increasingly sort of come out for it. But it's we're still talking about being below sea level here. Yeah. You know, I mean, even just as we've started, someone tweeted at me like, you got to support these guys, man. They played hard. Playing hard is is not noteworthy. That's what they're supposed to do. I, we should never have to talk about them playing hard. Yeah. We're supposed to talk about them playing good. And we're not – this is honestly – this conversation isn't really about the critiquing the players. It's critiquing what the coach is, is able to, to get the players to do, <laughs> you know, and how they play as a team. Like, I don't really have complaints this year. I mean, it's maybe at times. I don't really have a – I haven't complained all year really about the effort level. I haven't. There might have been I, I, game game DePaul, here. There, Arkansas State was protest. sure. Well, there, there, there was quitting. there was there was there was trash some in the non-con, but overall, that hasn't been my biggest complaint this year, or even in my top five. Um, I think it's 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 beyond that, way beyond that. Eighty-one fifty ninety three nine. That's uh, the number if you want to jump in. Uh, would love to hear from folks. Uh, about any of this uh so from from last night's game it, it just it was an abrupt kind of ending to that when some some real bad habits and i think some real undisciplined frustration there sort of started to come out and tyler is a truly mixed bag you know he he does a lot of things that uh, it's been a while since louisville had somebody that was like carly jones maybe it's been probably, a while it has but every time i, I know say, like, it's, it's, it's gonna just, be a it's thing now, i'm it? sorry <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, Carleek's a good, probably the last one who's in a similar mold. And he really wasn't even necessarily as great of a uh, as a, a passer. Tyler just has that thing yeah. that some point guards do. He sees guys, uh, he sees without looking. You know, he he's just got a, a perception about him uh, that is wonderful, and he gets very frustrated very easily at times too. He's got he's got some of that Russ Smith in him mm-hmm. in that regard. Uh, and, and he's a challenge, but I think players like playing with him, uh, but none of them can defend. And they're, and you can't say like they're shorthanded, so they basically have to be like Ole on defense. Like that, there's there isn't a coach no. in the world who thinks that that is uh, an acceptable way for a team to operate. Where it's like, if, well, if we're shorthand guys, we just we'll, we'll borrow from the defense. Well, point to where we were playing great defense when we weren't shorthanded. You know. But the, also <laughs> so, true. So yeah. it's that's kind of where the, the what, argument. What's your falls explanation apart. for the games where they had all these guys? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that's we we that doesn't change really. Whether we have a full complement of players or not, our defensive rating isn't really any better. So I mean, you can argue all you want that well, being shorthanded hampers us, you know, in in developing in that that arena. I I don't know if I believe that or not. I just think that regardless of who's in there, they're not. They don't seem to have defensive principles that they can stick to, you know. And that doesn't mean that they can't play good defense on their own. If they're playing one on one, they might be able to shut a guy down. But that's not how it works in college basketball. You know, you got to know where everybody is. You got to know where they're going to be. You have to be able to to rely on your teammates, and none of that stuff happens. Uh, I know that uh, various like we are blessed to have Bob and Coach Lieberman and others mm-hmm. who who we really feel like Maven who who know Luke. That, who know this level of basketball? Uh, I was thinking of those two just uh, first, just because from the coaching side. Sure, but yes, that's exactly right. These guys, uh, Perrin, when he was like these guys who played, who know uh, what it's like. You can't excuse the guys who are out there repeatedly giving up backdoor cuts to the basket. 
Like once got me, you know, it's like fool me once, you know, that sort of thing. No defense is going to be perfect. And that's not the standard. I think sometimes negative, so to speak, talk has been met with the idea, well, they're supposed to be perfect or this is supposed to be all the way fixed already or any of that stuff. No one thinks that, but like, how many times did we see the same backdoor action? Yeah. Oh, and it was no different than Kentucky fans who were getting furious when Gonzaga was running the exact same thing over and over again. And the helpless thing you feel, the helplessness that you feel as a fan watching your team have no idea what to do in the face of, of what looks like a very obvious challenge. Basic action. Yeah. You know, one of the first plays you learn. <laughs> and, 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 I mean, we, we're, uh, we're just uh, – we're helpless against seemingly any design play, which is troubling. Was there anything else out of last night that you found either exceptionally bothersome or exceptionally uh, encouraging even in the midst of kind of a, uh, a disappointing effort there? Not really. I mean, I know that's not a great answer, but it's the truth. Um, I mean, the I highlighted the 17 out of 21 on layups and a lot of it had to do with the backdoor action and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, 21 layups, a lot of layups. That's 17. Yeah. 21 attempted hitting 17 of them. And we were like 12 of 30 or something like that to give you just a comparison. Uh, that's what happens when you're unchallenged at the rim and you have <laughs> clear yeah. lanes to the rim yeah. is you hit 17 out of 21 layups. That's wild. It was a, a game where Louisville, the assist, they had more assists than turnovers. I, really, I think this is sort of the frustrating part. It's a shame that they have not been able to convince them that defense feeds offense. You know, because it's obvious they have embraced the, the teamwork element on offense. This is a much better passing team than they were a year ago, mm-hmm. a much more willing and a much more effective passing team than they were a year ago and sometimes when they play on offense I see what I think Kenny was talking about those early on here when he was talking about what he was looking for on offense people are like I, don't, I mean it just says it kind of sounds like he wants to pass it a lot but you, kind, you see it it's a it's it's pretty freelanced it's pretty uh entitled but with some principles to it I think they share the ball really well and I think Tyler is contagious he makes passes that nobody else on the roster really makes but once he starts doing that, everyone does. Yeah. And I thought, for instance, Trey White yep. shared the ball nicely. Uh, last night had a couple of assists. He's, uh, he's been moving in that direction for the last couple of weeks. In fact, I, I think to give him some props, I think he ha- he's over his germaphobe stage <laughs> of not wanting to make contact with anyone. <laughs> and I see him diving for loose balls, rebounding, sharing the ball, you know, that sort of thing. It's just a shame that they've not been able to do the other side of this, because this is another game where if they were a mar- if they were a sound defensive team, and sound is such a low like this is Louisville, they should be great, but if they were just sound, they win this game. Yeah, and we can say that a few other times this year, plenty of other times really. Uh, it's especially in a league that's just not that good. That's what kills me. That this league is gettable. I mean, even the top teams are losing to to the mid tier right now, and the mid tier is losing to the lower tier. I can't even tell between the mid tier and the lower tier anymore <laughs> at times. It's just a big a bunch of teams that can all beat each other, with the exception of a couple. And it, it's 
the fact that we we're not trotting out anything better than we're trotting out is is disappointing. I mean, just look at last night. You had Syracuse upsetting UNC, Pittsburgh upsetting Virginia. Like it happens night and night out, and you know it's just a shame that you know Louisville the schedule gets easier outside the Duke game, and I give us no chance in that game. I think we'd all be stunned if Louisville was to pull off that upset. But that just I think shows you how far below Louisville's fall in the last couple of years that we came in dream of a scenario where we could upset these top teams of the conference. But you know what, like, how about, can we just dream of a day where you stop losing to Boston College? That would be nice, especially because it looked like 100 <laughs> Baby people. Baby steps. It maybe 50 people were in tennis last night. That was, I don't know what it was about that that was so jarring to me, but it was. But the fact that we've lost three in a row. No, that there were 109 people in that oh, building. Yeah. Maybe. That Louisville, I think, might have brought more people to the game. Almost with just support staff, yes, probably. Then yeah. were there and paid to be there. And I'm not even taking that's I think part of it has to do with the late tip off, but even if it was a seven o'clock tip off, no one's going to that game. The Bruins had a game in town last night. So people are going to that game instead. <laughs> like the Bruins have a game in town. There's no possible way you can draw more than a hundred fans to Boston College. <laughs> and the Celtics have a road game, so people are at home just watching that instead too. I love that we have Spencer here to to uh to fact check any Boston fan explaining. Like, no, you guys were on the road. No, the Boston Pops have their Valentine's Day costume. Yeah. There's just, there's just no way you can get more than a hundred people. You can't get Boston people out of my car on the night the day before Valentine's Day. Like I, somehow, for, for I have a hard time believing Spencer. I don't know. I don't know if you thought hard about this. I feel like maybe those Venn diagram circles of Boston College fans and Boston Bruins fans not quite as overlapping as you think they That's are. That's probably true. But also, people that care about Boston College is probably few and far between. It's just it's a, a really small it's circle. It's a really small circle. <laughs> it's more like a point. Yeah, that's right. At least <laughs> that's what last night looked like. I mean, I don't, I don't, the culture there is just so far from athletics anymore. I don't know, I don't know what you do about that. I mean, that's that, and that's why, that is why every time the conversation is brought up, we put them up as the first team that's like, yeah, they're going to opt out of whatever, whatever the next step of, Player compensation is as soon as your universities get involved, they're they're going to drop off the face of the map. They're they're going to opt out, guaranteed. They don't want to do this. You're talking about like the what we feel like is kind of the the coming model. Yeah, whatever the collectively bargained solution is that involves maybe some direct payments from the university. Boston College will not be paying any athletes directly. How's they New Balance going to live without that Boston College deal? They'll probably still have it, but they'll be in the second tier of colleges. They won't be doing. What the rest of us are going to be doing. And then we'll find out New Balance is really just getting into this to try to get their hooks in that Boston Bruins market. That's right. That's what it is. <laughs> Which is not a Boston market joke at all. Boston market. Remember them? Oh, yeah. Remember, we used to live in West Point, so we were closer to that market. Literally. Boston market, Boston chicken. Can I ever figure out if they're the same thing or not? <laughs> I like Boston market back in the day. Heck yeah, man. For some reason, I remember them. Ha- this is going to sound so stupid, but whatever. They had good corn. <laughs> Just like as a side, it was delicious. I don't know what they did to it that was unique. It was very good. Look, I didn't get to this point looking like this by having a discerning palate when I was younger. Okay. Or now, for that matter. Uh, it is now uh, being announced uh, by the ACC here. The ACC is having winter meetings. Uh, some mm. Some reasonably important things. Uh, coming out here uh, this is life as a, uh, a supersized conference even if they're not super conferences uh, they have announced 
that next season, so obviously not this year, but next season when SMU, Stanford, and Cal join the league, uh, the conference tournaments will include only 15 of 18 teams. Regular season league schedules will remain at 20 games for the men, 18 for the women, and so only 15 of 18 teams will head uh, to some city in North Carolina for the ACC tournaments going into the future. And uh, you know, talked about this a little bit. I think Lieberman was on when that, these stories first started to come out that, the, that the, the other conferences were kind of looking at models like this too. And at first, I thought to myself, well, that sucks because you want the, you know, the whole league to be able to be there and and it be the ACC tournament or the Big Ten or whatever you know uh, tournament. But those teams never do anything. We're talking about the teams at the bottom, bottom, bottom. Yeah, they don't win. They don't. They don't make it to the final. They don't. They lose. Whichever one of them wins the the game of shame on Tuesday, just loses. Like they they don't ever. There's Josh Pastner's Georgia Tech team, and that's it. Yeah, it's it would tough still to make go it five, in those years. Five games in five days. Yeah, it doesn't. Like I, we're not missing out on on anything. And think about last year. Would anyone? Would any of us have wanted Louisville to go to the ACC tournament? Mm, no. Not really. Not last year. No. I was celebrating the final buzzer went off last year. I was like, glass is over now. It's kind of funny. Um, when you hear these things, when they started, when the when the plan started rolling out, is how the different conferences were going to deal with, like the eighteen team, you know, uh, postseason conf- tournaments and everything. I, I, your first instinct is, well, why don't they just do sixteen? <laughs> you know, because it makes so much sense. But then you realize they want to conserve buys and double buys for their best teams, the elaborate double buy model, you know, and give their best teams the best chance to be in the semis and finals. I get it. I understand why they're doing that. It's just like for my sensibilities, you know, where it's like 16 teams is a perfect bracket. Kind of hits my, my ear different or my eye different. I'm with you, Dave. Like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, why not add like one team? So we're kind of guaranteed at least one of the newcomers would be in the ACC tournament. Because, yeah. like, as like, currently laid out, 15, there is a scenario where those three teams are the bottom three teams in the conference. I don't think that's the case. I think, you know, someone like BC or whoever else could be near the bottom and miss out. But that's going to get coaches fired, too. I mean, they probably all, these coaches are on the bubble. It's like, you miss AC tournament, get your ass out of town. Well, I mean, that's that's the, to be expected, though, right? I mean, if you're in the bottom three of the ACC, you've had a terrible season. You know, so you were already on the edge. Or, or or on the on the hot seat. I mean, yeah, missing the AC tournament. If you're at a place like Louisville, well, that can't happen. Can't happen. Yeah, and, and I it will introduce, I think, new um, new ways of talking about achievement or or underachievement that we have never had before. Things yeah. like they didn't even make the ACC tournament, or they made the ACC tournament this year. Like that's gonna happen. We're gonna have coaches who are gonna defend themselves or get fired over making or not making the thing that everyone used to get to go to. Well, I mean, our <laughs> our, our taste of that this year was we were the only team left out of the ACC SEC challenge. That's a giant mark designated of shame. survivor, as Ben Swain called them. That's right. It's ridiculous. I, I you just never thought that would be the case that we would be dead last in a conference and therefore be the one team left out of a traditional basketball like conference challenge like uh hurts feelings man it does 
This is a historically bad two-year stretch that no one will look back fondly on. And I think as the years go on, I don't really know what perspective you could put on it. It would just be like this was just a failed hire. It was a failed coaching uh, tenure. And, you know, the shorter the better at this point. Let's get Steve in here. Steve, welcome into the drive on Nine Time the Bell. What's up, buddy? Hey, uh, appreciate you let me in. Uh, I was hit last night. I called in the post game last night. I was hit. The I heard same you. Way with with Boston College, and it it, it I mean, I've been trying to be patient. I've been trying to be uh, more positive in my outlook on this. That you know, hey, this is over. We're we're in the countdown phase. We're going to get through it. But that last night did rock rock me. Uh, because that is that's our peer group now, and okay if if we're temporarily here, but this is a nosedive, and those there's no guarantee you pull out of it. Miami football, Florida football, hell, Florida basketball. There's no guarantee you pull out of it, and and it's just there's so much pressure on Josh Hurd, and it's one of those things that I want to still remain positive toward him. But now you've got other programs entering the fray. Ohio State's going to be in the market. Michigan's going to be in the market. So now it's not just about what can you button up and what's the best you can get for us. It's now there's other teams, and they're coming, and they've got moolah that you don't have. We're broke, right? Or word on the street is we're broke. So what's the talent there? What's the scout? What's What do you know? And I don't, I don't, I don't care about what's being said now or what's, People put on message boards of Muslim. The names now are not the names that they're going to be in a month. So it's not, I'm not grading him yet, but I'm just saying the challenge is out there for the guy. And I don't know what support he needs. I don't know what support he has. But man, I hope he's as strong as we all think he is. I hope he's as talented as we all hope he is because this is not going to be easy. This is not something that's just a given that you wave a wand or that you snap your fingers and we're Louisville and we're back on top because we fixed a mistake. You know, it's, it's, it's rough, man. And that last night really was, you know, they're wearing, you know, they're outfitted by TJ Maxx and they got new balance. They got 10 people <laughs> there watching them. Uh, you know, and, and that coach, okay, good, man. You're over there struggling you're fighting and, and you got a winning record, but man, I wouldn't want you to be the third coach on my bench. Their players are punking our players out. You know, there's no soul there, and that's that. We're bare minimum. We're talking about effort and hard work, but you know, we got four flagrant fouls. People get smacked in the face. Our guard got clobbered, and, and we're finally at least picking each other up off the floor. But man, can I get some shoving? Can somebody go over and shove that dude? And the guard that looks like the rabbi I played uh, pickleball with at the JCC has just murdered us for two seasons in a row. It just it hurts, man. It just kills me. So appreciate the time, man. Let yep. me vent a little bit. I'm, I'm gonna try to get be more positive these next seven games. So thanks a lot, man. Thanks, appreciate Steve, you it. Deal with that, thanks. however you need to deal yeah, with I don't, it, man. I, this is not going to be. You should smile more, radio. Like I'm not doing that. Okay, <laughs> you do what you got to do. Yeah, if, however you feel, that's fine. Uh, positive and negative. I, I'm not yeah. asking anybody any more or less uh, anything. I will give you uh, room to feel except, however you want to feel except about reasonable. This. Just yeah. don't be ridiculous. Uh, and we will let you have it. Yes, the next hire is going to be monumental. Uh, yes, uh, success is not automatic. 
there are living examples or, or current examples of programs that on football and basketball both were like, geez, what what what's happened there? Georgetown. That is an extremely good one. And yeah. for a while UConn was that. Until they yeah. weren't again. Until they weren't. Uh, and that's that's going to be the task. And look, Dan Hurley did not have an amazing resume. A good one. But he was exactly what they needed. I think it underlines that fit is such a big, big, big issue, you know, at all these schools. And I think we know with the current and the last coach that fit is such a, a huge uh, undertaking, a huge part of, of being a good coach at Louisville and more so maybe than 95% of the schools out there. It's a unique job. I was disappointed we didn't hear any wood chopping in the background with that call. <laughs> <laughs> we I got, do appreciate that TJ Maxx line, though. That is, outfitted by TJ Maxx yeah. is pretty great. I heard, I heard it last night. I was like, ah, yeah. a boy, Steve. <laughs> I was not ready for We got out by the rabbi at the JCC last night. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, the, the pickleball all-stars of the JCC are catching strays. You have to ask Phil about that one. <laughs> But again, Bill Baker's a legend over there. There was, there was, there really wasn't an ex- like you need to win that game. Yeah, you need, especially yeah. if we're going to have these conversations where we yeah. we entertain um, the idea of a third year. Like yeah. some people were bringing it up and like start we laying out scenarios. Of, yeah, you start laying right. out scenarios. Well, that that was one of those ones where you simply can't drop or this conversation is over before it started. Yeah, you know, which we were already like, dude, this conversation is going to be tough to have. At this point, but it's it's dead on arrival if you can't beat BC. Texas says, Mark, you aren't really qualified to talk on smiling anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's smiling Fair. right now, everybody. We got we got a Chrissy put that picture out there on social media of you smiling. You were caught in the act. Proof. I know. And we all found out that night that you're the only one that has a smiling license picture. Because they didn't let me smile. Like, yeah, I, I was didn't think to... I was weird before. Smiling at the DMV. I, well, I, I tried. I used to do it all the time. I used to. All mine were, were smiling. I was like, I, I don't, they don't you know. really count you down. And then, but no, they they told you we can't smile. Last time I went and got a picture taken, they told me they didn't want me to smile. Last time I went to the DMV, they told me to take my glasses off for my picture, and I was like, I always wear glasses, so why do I need to take this off? But I was like, whatever. It's fine. You're just making it easier for you to uh, escape after your, you know. I, I, bank robbery next year. Yeah, I also just love that Mark's probably the only one that's actually happy at the DMV. He's always just smiling there, like, gosh, gives I love waiting in this line. Gives him three hours in the waiting room to read uh, Bartleby the Scrivener. <laughs> I did want to uh, to to show you. Melville jokes. There it is. Yeah. See, like, we bring up Watership Down one time in those, those lovely rabbits. And Mark's like, I got to read that. Yeah, so He's I got a copy a, of it. I bought a used copy. And I started it yesterday. I actually would like to read it again. It's been way too long. I'll let you know what I think. Maybe right. we should have a book club on it. <laughs> okay. You don't have to twist my arm for a freaking book club, man. <laughs> All right. We'll take a quick break here. When uh, we come back, Louisville is not going to be the first of the big jobs uh, to the market now. Not, I don't know that it matters. But we'll talk about that, maybe how surprised you are at that. And the, uh, the rumored list. Ooh. Uh, we'll talk about that as well here. On the drive on the Thunderville. Be right back.